Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From border to border, across the Commonwealth of Kentucky, this is Big Blue Insider. <laughs> Talk to Dick Gabriel. Call 859-280-CATS. That's 859-280-2287. Or statewide at 1-800-606-GAME. That's 1-800-606-4263. Or you can tweet the show at Big Blue Insider one Now, here's Dick Gabriel. Well, we think we're on. <laughs> Welcome to the statewide edition of the Big Blue Insider. Kind of working our way into we're, we're hopscotching across the building now, studio to studio. Dick Abro with you, joined by Hunter Shelton and Aaron Gershon. Billy has the night off, and when we come back, we'll talk Kentucky football and basketball right here on the statewide edition of the BBI. Shamrock Bar and Grill on Heartland Parkway has always been your home for good food, great times, cold beer, and the biggest games on TV. But did you know you can bring that world-famous Shamrock atmosphere to your home? Shamrock's is now delivering food, growlers, and six-packs to your door. Find our full menu at shamrocksky.com or call their Heartland Parkway location at 245-9504. Call them up tonight for delivery. You can also have Shamrock's food delivered by Uber Eats. The Livesey Group is a family-owned CPA firm conveniently located on Pasadena Drive near Nicholasville Road in Lexington. They can help with tax preparation for individuals, businesses, trusts, and estates, small business accounting support, including full-service payroll and outsourced bookkeeping services. All the Livesey Group services include free initial consultation and quotes. Bob and Bobby Livesey are native Lexingtonians. They are big blue fans and ready to serve you. The Livesey Group, your one-stop shop for accounting needs. Call 296-1913 or visit Livesey group.com hey guys game's on whether you're cheering on the wildcats from the stands or from your den go cats dude you spilled the nachos kentucky utilities is there with you delivering safe and reliable energy you can count on but power isn't the only thing we provide with ku you can take advantage of convenient time-saving services like our online outage map paperless billing and auto pay so while the cats energies go to serving up wins At KU, our energies go to serving you. Have you been dreaming of upgrading your home environment? Maybe a larger TV? A sound system so real you feel you're at the game? Music that plays throughout every room in your house, including the patio? Lighting you control with the touch of a button? This is Barney Miller, and our team of technology experts customizes technology solutions for Kentucky homeowners. Stop by our showroom downtown or visit BarneyMillers.com for more inspiration. At Barney Miller's, if you can dream it, we can design it. A lot has changed in our 35 years at the boot store, but what hasn't changed is our commitment to having a huge selection of quality name brand boots, western wear, and accessories. And as always, we strive to give you the best fit possible at a fair competitive price. Whether you need boots for a day on the job or a night on the town, do your feet a favor and come and see us at the boot store. We're just a few minutes south of Fayette Mall on Nicholasville Road. Get your boots at the boot store. 
When is the last time you took a good look at your house? Actually walked all the way around and looked at the exterior? Mold, dust, weather can drastically change the way your home looks and cause damage. Hydrosphere Services is the first and only call you need to make. Hydrosphere Services are the experts in pressure and power washing, plus they are certified, insured, and trained to give you the best-in-class cleaning services. If you are a home or a business owner, make the call now to Hydrosphere Services, 219-2200. That's 219-2200, or visit hydrosphereservices.com. Border to border, it is the Big Blue Insider, Dick Gabriel with Aaron Gershon, Hunter Shelton. These two gentlemen are running on fumes right now. Yes. <laughs> they were in Nashville last night, and uh, so I typically, and I've told you, I've made that trip many times. It's a, uh, it's not that long a drive, but it sure is. At what time did you guys leave the arena? Uh, probably twelve thirty. Central? Yeah. So, Central. Uh, Love, I, so 130 Eastern. Yeah, I stayed at the Holiday Inn right on campus, so I shot out, did my work at the hotel, so I was back at the oh, hotel Oh, you stayed in Nashville too, Hunter, didn't you? I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so but still. I was out of the arena probably by 10, I'm trying to think, it would have been a, the game would have ended at 10.30, I was probably out by like 11.30 Eastern. It was a quick game. It was a very true. quick game, thank God. That's yeah. very true. Well, what, did UK shoot two free throws? Two. Two. It was Oscar took two. Two each, baby. So they only went 50% of yeah. the line, but they only took two, so that's all right. <laughs> Well, and uh, you know, I, I saw the free throw stats were really weird, but Vandy is not a physical team, obviously, and could not afford to get into foul trouble. No. And Kentucky was able to guard without getting into foul trouble, right? Absolutely, for the most part. I mean, they did a really good job early. I think uh, quickly, Oscar picked one up in Toppin, and they were like, "Uh oh, here we go again." But no, the, the both those guys did a good job staying out of foul trouble. Obviously, Vanderbilt being out uh, without Liam Robbins really hurt them oh. in the front court. But really, I, I was more impressed with the back court yesterday. I yeah. mean, the way uh, Antonio keeps playing, keeps shooting the ball. Severe came in and brought a lot of energy off the bench, and Kaysen kind of fed off that and did a great job when he came back in and CJ was hot a little bit. So uh, I was, I was just as impressed with the backcourt uh, last night and the front court just did their job. Tell me and tell our audience what you were saying to me before we went on the air about how the team appeared to you prior yeah. to the game and shoot around really good energy. I mean, they were smiling, they were laughing, they were, you know, Oscars shoving guys around for fun. I mean, they were, they were really into it. And you know, they, that song they play before every game at Rupp where they bounce around. Yeah. Whatever Vandy had on, they were bouncing around like 10 times higher and louder like that they would at home. So there was great energy last night. You could sense it from before the game started. And, you know, one thing that was so huge last night is I know the game was close for a little bit in the first half, but they started hot offensively and they got early momentum and they took it into halftime and, and they took it to them in the second half early there. So it, it was great energy. And, and man, if they keep that up, uh, they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah, they managed to really extend that lead there at the end of the first half with a little run to close. Uh, Cal actually drew up a good play yeah. coming out of a timeout right before halftime, which was something new to see. And then they go on a 9-0 run, and I believe like the first few minutes of the second half, Casey Wallace hits two threes. Mm -hmm. So they were really moving. Again, Vandy not having Robbins. They also didn't have a backup forward. So they just had two bigs, one of whom was a uh, freshman who really hadn't played much. He ended up leading the team in points. And he was hitting flat-footed threes. He was shooting flat-footed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so it was, and another thing to note too, you know, obviously Lexington, Nashville, just a, a few hours, it was probably, I don't know, 75% to 25 UK fans yeah, of Andy. You could tell that. It was insane. Yeah. yeah. So you I mean, hear that behind Jack and Tom. Yeah. It, it might've been 80, 20. It was yeah, pretty bad. But, um, <laughs> I love Memorial Gymnasium, by the way. I it's so weird. It, it's, it's so unique. weird in a good way. It's got a charm to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Does. I mean, Cal was 
as far up the coach's box as possible. He was. It oh, seemed yeah. like he was going to get a three-second call. Stackhouse had a chair set up in the coach's box. I've never they seen that They changed before. the rule. It used to be you couldn't leave the, the end zone. Right. Yeah. That's what, and they yeah. changed the rule, which made – I don't know why it took them so long. I think partly because when they design – and believe it or not, kids, I I've, I've, didn't have when I was there, but I've seen video. <laughs> that used to be the layout, the end zone stuff. In Memorial Coliseum, ah, believe it or not. How about that? And it was not that unusual, and then people realized this is stupid. <laughs> but at Vandy, they didn't have a whole lot of choice. No. You know, unless they wanted to get underneath and then, you know, walk up. Nobody right, wanted no to one wants that, to do so. that. But I read someplace, I'd have to look it up again, why it's designed that way. I think they called upon <laughs> a famous designer who ordinarily drew up opera houses. <laughs> you know, and for whatever reason, they decided to come up with that. But I, I agree, Hunter, I really like seeing games there. And uh, I saw Rick Pitino once get kicked out of a game there. <laughs> so, you know. But I also saw Nazi Muhammad throwing a shot oh, at God. the buzzer. Have you seen that video? Yep. They, they and, kept and then Tubby, hit one of Tubby's greatest coaching moves, get these guys to off run the off floor, the floor, go, get go. to the locker room. Yep. Good night, everybody. So, But, you know, the other thing, too, that, that I flash on when I watch this Kentucky team is a game down in – Nashville at Vandy, and, and I think it was Mark Story or maybe John Clay wrote about it here locally, about Tubby's team in 03 that turned things around and went on a 26-game winning yeah. streak, which is true. And it did not start at Vandy, but the way they played started at Vandy. And by that I mean they came out of the locker room and totally undressed the other team defensively yeah. and just killed everybody after that. And I'm not saying this Kentucky team will do that, but there was a definite turning point, and it looks like this team has reached one, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, this was the first time that they really didn't play with their food with the team. I mean, they got out in front in the first half. Vandy fought for a little bit. Yeah, and then that, the shots. Yeah, they that shots. That yeah. 9-0 run in the second half was really what did it uh, for, you know, and UK didn't let Vandy get back in the game. That's when, when they have been able to build leads, which hasn't been very often in <laughs> SEC play, teams have been able to either go on a run or UK's offense has gone on like one of those three to five minute scoring droughts, which has just absolutely killed momentum for them all season. So uh, Vandy's defense started to wilt towards the end of the game, the back door right cuts, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, it, it was a classic UK Vandy matchup. You know, I think this Vandy team is maybe a little better than some of Stackhouse's past couple. You know, they're lacking that Scottie Pippen, you know, automatic score. Star, yeah. So, uh, Darius I, Garland. It's a good win <laughs> for five I, games. Yeah, I mean they, they've won four in a row. You've got a really big one this weekend. So now is the time to where I'm not ready to say they've quote unquote turned the corner yet. They, I like to say they've turned a corner. They've definitely sure. turned a corner. Maybe but, not the corner. Yeah, but, you, and you never know until you're at the end of that journey and you can turn around and look. Right. You know, because sometimes you think you've turned the corner, all you've done is bang off the wall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. And, I mean, Kansas has never lost four games in a row wow. under Bill Self, wow. which is such a crazy thing to believe. So, you know, this is a big game for both teams Saturday. But yeah. you know what? I read someplace. Isn't this like the fourth time a Kansas team under Bill Self has lost three straight? Yeah, yeah it's something like that. They just never lose the four. No. But my point is similar streaks like that at this place of business in Lexington, I don't care who the coach is. You're talking about torches and pick and picking yeah, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, for whatever that take that for what it's worth. 
Right. But they're going to come in ticked off, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And everyone brings their best at Rupp. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it. We saw Georgia play well in the first half. We obviously saw South Carolina play their best game of the season. So they're going to come. They're going to want to – they're going to want – for the guys who are coming back, I don't know how many returners they have off the top of my head, they're going to want to avenge what happened last year. You know, Bill Self's going to want to avenge what happened last year on his home floor. So, yeah, they're going to come in ticked off. But, you know, Kentucky's got a lot of positive momentum right now. Um and, you know, after this Kansas game, I'm just looking at the schedule here, it sets up pretty nicely for Kentucky. I mean, they obviously have Tennessee again, but that one will be at home. Uh, they'll have Auburn come in here. Um, they'll play two with Arkansas, but who knows what Arkansas really is. They haven't yeah. been nearly as advertised, and you already got, obviously, you know, those hard non-conference games out of the way outside of Kansas. So it sets up really nicely that if you win this one, you get another quad one under your belt, and as long as you take care of business, I mean, you're in a pretty good spot. But, again, I mean – you see the the brackets and it doesn't mean that much it's only you know late january whatever but they got they got to add some quad one wins they only have one and it's tennessee so it's a really good one on the road uh but they only have one and they got to stack them they they really do to you know you want to you want to improve that seed you don't want to be a 10 seed if you don't no. have to. yeah you, you gotta i think it'd be good to i don't know what their ceiling really is at this point i, I don't think they're really going to climb above maybe a five at the best but they got to improve their stock still, and this is a huge game to do that. That's the thing is that as good as this winning streak has been for them, and as you know, improved as they have looked, the resume is still super weak. Yes, as, as good as that Tennessee win is going to look throughout the rest of the That'll season, be their best win no matter what. That probably. South Carolina loss is going to continue to look worse because I mean they are getting rolled yeah. by every yeah. other team. And now Kentucky fans play. have to root for Tennessee every time the Vols yeah, play. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I mean. You know, they like you said, Aaron, they've got to try and stack a couple Q1 wins. That's the only way they're going to get out of this uh, yeah. 7 to 10 seed purgatory. I mean, we never got to see how it played with the seed the COVID year, but that loss to Evansville, I'm still fascinated to know <laughs> what the seed would have been. Because they point. did run the table that year. I mean, yeah. they won every, yeah. they beat Texas Tech. I, on the I really think that would have been buried simply because of the way they played. Yeah, probably. But would it have on. cost, I think they were in probably a two or a three. Yeah. Would it have? Push them down. You're to just intrigued because you were working at Evansville at the time. No, I was here. That was my. Were last you still here, here for that? Yeah, that was my last season. Okay, yeah, right. that was such well, a wide open. I field. just missed the one. Yeah, missed most of last. Uh, missed the COVID year, yeah. which is fine. And, and like had, every coach in America, Calipari got to say, "We would have won." Yeah, we would have won the tournament. But <laughs> they I, I do believe shot. that. I do believe. That team had Final Four written all over. It yes. was anybody's tournament. It was that year. It was wide open. But when you look at what it takes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One in the backcourt, one in the front. Yeah. The way you know, Quickly and, and Richards played. Three future NBA players. Yeah. No, I think that team would have made a run. Yeah. But Nobody <laughs> was going to match up with Maxie and Quickly. No. And no one, Richards who could was out Nick, of his mind that who year. Who could handle Nick Richards? Yeah. And as long as you know I've been here forever, I have never seen a Kentucky team that had a guy who was being touted, and rightfully so, as a potential player of the year. And then midway through the season, the school has to do maybe not a 180, but welcome in another player that they could tout. You know, it was like okay, it's it's, it's it's quick or Nick. Yeah, you know, that was just yeah. bizarre. That was such a fun team. It really was and fun. It was such a cool. Nick Richards was such a cool story because yes. he flat out struggled his first yeah. two years here. Yeah. I mean, it was shocking. And he, I love when he confronted it with us. Yes. Remember? Yeah. yeah. And he, he completely just he changed everything. Yeah. Both on the court and off the court, and he was such a joy to be around that year. Yeah. And but when he said it, of, you know, why it's no big deal. 
to not go pro exactly. after one year. Like, right. And look at what you, he's man. doing in the NBA now. Yeah, he's a solid role player. Thank but, you. So, yeah, no, well, that was <laughs> – I'd love to know what the seed, though, would have been that oh. year. It probably would have been a two or three still, but yeah. I am fascinated to know how the quad four loss is viewed. But, yeah, this year, obviously, they don't have the strong resume yet, but they've got opportunities and plenty of chances. Uh, I think it's like six quad one games left, given the ones that are on the road. So. And you don't want – because, really, you can't depend on the SEC tournament. Of course, no. unless you win it. Unless you win it. Yeah. yeah. But all that other stuff, as I keep trying to remind people, they start screaming and yelling about what happens on Saturday. By the time they meet on Friday, it's done. That's why Cal yeah. doesn't care about it's it. It's done. You saw it with that's A&M. Cal doesn't care about it. You could tell. I mean, not saying he doesn't care at all, but remember after they But he's yelling about, the loudest. When Remember when they won the yes. tournament? Why didn't that count for Because right. you played on Sunday, they, dumbass. Yeah, yeah you know? <laughs> and I just remember last year when they lost to Tennessee and you know, the fans were losing it. Oh, I'm just going to go home and kiss my dogs. Like, he didn't. Classic. Whatever to him at that point. Well, look, and and the league needs to move, if it really wants to make it count, move that game to Saturday. Yeah, 100%. But that's not going to matter as much. It's still going to matter. Right. Yeah, Texas A&M, who knows how their their status changed last year. But the bottom line is you got to have everything nailed down as best you can before you get to, to the SEC 100%. tournament. Right, yeah. If you're relying on stacking a few wins in, you know, Nashville or wherever to actually get in, you know, there's no. there's the problem there. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, it, you know, if you're on the bubble, that might help. Yeah. And committee members might be, well, let's see how they do. Yeah. We, we may take Kentucky or this team. Let's see how they do this weekend. But that's yep. a tenuous spot, obviously. Right, yeah. yeah. You and can't be in that position. I think A&M did enough to actually get into the field last year. I did too. But, I mean, you know, like we said – they, they needed to get to the SEC championship to have a shot at getting into the NCAA tournament. So yeah. that tells yeah. you what you need to know. I, I remember feeling like they're as good as teams that are in there, but I don't remember exactly what their, what their situation was. But I also remember thinking, well, you just can't have a losing skid like they had. I remember yeah, they had like lose a like five, five straight. Yeah. Skid. Or they came like in that. nine and nine to the conference tournament. Yeah, that was it. You know, so yeah. it was, but they were playing but, so well. I mean, Kentucky's schedule does set up really. I mean, yeah. outside of Arkansas, all the road, you know, like Mississippi State, Florida, their winnable road, Old Miss is the worst team in the conference outside of South Carolina. So they're winnable road games. And then you got Tennessee at home, you got Florida at home, this Kansas game's at home. I mean, if you take care of business, I think you're, you're in pretty good shape. Well, and getting back to last night's win, I know some people may shrug it off. Well, it was Vandy, never missed, you know. Okay, fine. But I felt like Kentucky, and this might go back to, to what you guys were talking about, pregame yeah. demeanor. I felt like Kentucky played like a team that took care of business the way a good team would yeah. in that situation. Even on the road, right? Exactly, and they were losing. Like you said, under they didn't play with their food. They didn't just no. They screw came around. out and dominated, and they yeah. started fast. Which they even when they've been winning, they haven't been doing. Yeah. I mean, they fell behind eight nothing in Knoxville. They were down eight to Georgia at half. They were down six to A and M, and then two at half. So they started hot offensively. The defense was, you know, Vanderbilt got their points early, but you know it settled in. And you know that play at the end of the half that Hunter mentioned that that Cal called the timeout and drew up to Jacob. That took like. Any life out of Vanderbilt that was there, yeah. it sucked it out. You could tell they were deflated <laughs> after they gave up that bucket. And Cal was, like, cheering and celebrating. And the locker room. off the court. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, so that was, a, that was a big play. And, yeah, if they do that against the teams that are supposed to beat, uh, you got to feel really good. I mean, they, they definitely played with their food the last two, uh, two games before that. I guarantee you that play that they worked on probably in practice. I said, I guarantee you we can get this if we execute it. 
They've probably been trying yeah. it for a while. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this team has taken so many punches in the mouth at this point that, you know, maybe it is finally to the point where they're, you know, starting to become battle tested. I think so. And, you know, they're working around the issues when, you know, they aren't they don't score for a few minutes. They're able to, you know, stay stout on defense or just find that guy like Antonio Reeves is becoming. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, he is the bucket getter for this team. Confidence. He, he's the His guy who you can go to. Going. That's and, the biggest thing. And he's not I think he was put into that three-point sharpshooter box when he first transferred over. I mean, his oh, floater look at his game. Stats. I yeah, and and rightfully so, but he's coming now into the SEC. He's found a clear groove. Cal said that he and Jacob are both on a different level now, which I think is fair to say. Yes. So I asked him about the runners after the game. And and he referred. He goes, well, my runner game's always been good. <laughs> you know, I thought, okay, he's got a runner game, and he's right. He's you know, right. but they yeah. work on that first first drill they do in practice yes. every day, as as you all know. So yeah. we'll take a break. Come back and talk more Kentucky basketball. We'll talk a little football after the bottom of the hour because the three of us had a chance to talk to some of the newest Wildcats. That's next on the statewide edition of the Big Blue Insider. Hey, DQ fans, do you really like cheeseburgers? Do you love a delicious deal? Well, boy, does DQ have just the thing for you. Say hello to the DQ Cheeseburger Lovers Deal. Get two of our legendary DQ single burgers for $5 or two glorious third-pound double cheeseburgers for just $7. The DQ Cheeseburger Lovers Deal will help you keep yourself and your wallet nice and full. Get yours today, only at participating DQ locations. DQ, happy taste good. The Big Blue Dream is alive and well, and you can count on the cats to deliver the best performance possible. You can also count on Welch Printing Company, an avid supporter of UK Athletics, to deliver on all of your printing and communication needs. Like a well-oiled team, Welch has the personnel and commitment to consistently deliver your projects on time and on budget. Welch Printing produces award-winning litho and digital printing for your marketing and communication needs. Visit our website, welchprinting.com, or call us to learn more about how we can deliver more for you. Hey, Big Blue Nation, Liquor Barn has everything you need for this week's Wildcat basketball action. Now, you know what? We make it easy to stock up for game watch parties. All you have to do is head to your nearest Liquor Barn store or just go to liquorbarn.com to download the Liquor Barn app and place an order for pickup or delivery. Shop Kentucky's favorite spirits, wine, and beer store, and you know what? You're going to have yourself more time to cheer on the Cats. Liquor Barn, where Kentuckians go to celebrate life. Go Cats! Winter brings all kinds of weather, but a new Toyota is ready for anything. Like the aggressively sophisticated Toyota Highlander, one of 15 different all-wheel drive Toyotas. Now through January 31st, during Toyota's all-weather drive season, get 3.99 APR financing on a new 22 or 23 Highlander. With approved credit through TFS, excludes hybrids, and every new Toyota comes with two years no-cost maintenance included. Get complete details at buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Hey, Blue Blue Nation, Cash Daniel here, and I want to tell you about my friends over at UK Federal Credit Union. I've been a longtime member of UKFCU ever since the first day I stepped on campus, and I think you should become a member as well. UKFCU offers all the products and services of traditional banks, such as checking accounts, auto loans, along with online and mobile banking options. But unlike those other places, UKFCU is a local Kentucky-owned credit union right here in your backyard. They bleed blue just like you and me. UK Federal Credit Union. It's banking, only better. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. For full details, call 800- 800-234-8528. There are lots of ways to make Skyline part of your game plan. You can pregame with friends in five ways at your favorite Skyline or carry out conies to crush during the game. And Skyline is the only place for post-game Cholitos and chili cheese fries. Football, basketball, baseball, or soccer. High school, college, or pro. 
doesn't matter. Game time is always a good time for Skyline. So get your game face on and get your Skyline game plan together. Feeling good. It's Skyline time. Border to border, it is the Big Blue Insider, Dick Gabriel, Hunter Shelton of SI.com, and uh, Aaron Gershon of the Cat's Paws. They covered the Vandy game. You saw it, you heard it, and the Wildcats apparently are on a roll going into the Kansas game. And once again, I saw people on social media upset that he didn't start Reeves, that he started Livingston, you know. Uh, did that surprise you guys? What surprise. do you make of that? <laughs> I'm, no. I'm not surprised. I think you should. I mean, it's clear. Should what? Start Reeves. I mean, that lineup is working the best. They outscore opponents. It, I think it was by 12 going into last night's game, something like that. And every other lineup is a negative uh, all year. So that's their best five. You usually start your best five. But, uh, no, it didn't surprise me. And, I mean, Chris does give you something. It's not like he's a nothing out there. It's just – you usually start and finish with your best five, but you know what? Uh, if you're winning games right now, so I guess don't fix uh, what isn't broke. Yeah, I mean, on paper, Antonio should be in the starting lineup, but you know he does also give you that six-man spark plug off the bench value. That's true. But if he is going to be the guy who you want, you know, scoring the ball, obviously he's going to be in at the end of games. But why not throw him <laughs> in there with the starting five now? I mean. They're still trying to find that role for Chris. It sounds like maybe it could be back at the four <laughs> trying that again. It seems like that's just yeah. a merry-go-round that's going nowhere. But, you know, whatever happened to that's... positionless basketball? Didn't we hear that? Yeah. I know that's I know that's a recruiting pitch, it's a recruiting. essentially. That's what it is. In but, the NBA, yeah. there's more of that in the NBA, I think. Well, of course, but, my, but by, by recruiting, I, I just mean he's talking to people yeah. out there. You don't want to go to Kentucky where they're going to make you play XYZ. Yeah. And that's Calipari breaking back with, we don't think of positions that way here yeah. in Kentucky. But yeah. that's exactly but what's yes, happening with does. Chris. I, yeah. I do wonder, like, obviously Chris is a good player. He's better than what Bryce Hopkins was last year. But I wonder if they're trying to prevent a Bryce Hopkins where they're saying, I was about to say, we're trying to find a role for could you. Could this be we're a confidence starting. building thing? Yes. So well, please don't leave next year and yeah. become Bryce Hopkins. Yeah. You're who's still recruiting be the Big East player of the that's year. That's what I was getting at is Bryce is hoping at Providence. Uh, I mean, he's almost averaging a double-double. Yeah. And same thing with, I mean, Keon's having a good year at, at Washington as well. So, I mean, yeah, Chris, that one's a little different. Chris, Chris does yeah. seem like he could be in that spot to where this incoming class, like, you know, how do you fit? Because this incoming five seems to be, you know, they're already heralded as, you know, a potential great <laughs> oh, yeah. Cal team. So, you know, I think there's a lot of potential for Chris. I think, you know, obviously McDonald's All-American, the whole shebang, you know, your usual Cal freshman coming in. He hasn't totally been that. There's been, you know, some inconsistency, some growing pains. Cal talked a lot about when Chris first got here that Chris was focused on impressing Cal, making sure that Cal mm. saw the good stuff that he was doing in practice, whatever. I think over time he's, you know, started to mature a little bit more on the court. It seems like he's already fairly mature off the court. So yes, I think he's just got to – you just got to find your your niche. I mean – He also, I'm told by – and Cal Perry's talked about this – Livingston gets down on himself, at least yeah, when he first came here. Right. Really hard on himself. And they kind of have to, for a guy who was a five star, as you said, yeah, McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's, they've got to lift him up and say, no, no, you're good enough. Yeah. You know, I wonder if, if that's involved here. And I, I think it might just be the role thing. I mean, like, you know, CJ and Antonio, Antonio obviously, especially, has finally, you know, carved out that spot for himself yeah. in the rotation to where he's got to be in there. You can't say that about Chris yet. 
Right. You know, I, he does have that edge to him. He's got that tenacity. Cal called him tough as nails after the Georgia game, I believe. So it's obviously clear that he feels like Chris can bring something to this team. It's probably just going to be 10 to 12 minutes worth of whatever that is a game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And a I lot think, of rebounding, a lot of defense. He's tough. But he seems a little bit unsure of himself on offense. Yeah, though he'll have streaks where he, he will. I mean, against the oh, he can get to the rim. That's what I, I love. Yes, to the he, rim. And not he, an awful shooter. Got a good handle. He can hit some threes if yeah. he's open. I mean, he hit oh, a couple yeah. of big ones against A&M there. So, yeah, it's just I just think they're trying to not force him in, but they're trying to press the issue and get him in there. So they say, hey, look, you were a starter here. Like, they're trying to they're, build him. Yes, they're trying to build him, and they want him to be a part, part of this going forward, even, like you said, the five that are coming in. It's intimidating yeah. in, in this age of college basketball. Well, and I do like, Hunter, to your point, bringing that energy guy off the bench because Reeves now is playing better defense. When he first way started, yeah. he was a liability. That's why they defense. couldn't play him much. No, exactly. But, again, as I've said a hundred times, he probably didn't play much at Illinois State because they couldn't afford to have him in foul trouble. Right. right. You know, it, it kind of feels like Antonio and CJ's roles have kind of flipped a little bit where CJ's yeah. playing well, but his defense last night especially was. He got beat a couple of times. Got, oh, yeah. A couple, yeah. a lot of times. But he's a good defender. But he's, and he's a leader. That kid yeah, leads. You can true. hear him calling out. It's not like he doesn't know what's happening. It's just his athletic ability is not necessarily the same as some of the guys they play, and that's yeah. okay. But it just kind of feels like what I mean, their roles flipped is like Antonio's that. Shooter you can rely on, and he plays some quality defense. Where CJ is a shooter you can rely on, but his defense is a little lacking. So Antonio is kind of the guy you trust a little bit more, I think. Uh, but no, CJ is invaluable. His leadership and the way he talked after the game too about he kind of cut everyone off and uh, to talk about Severe and praise him. And he's just he's definitely I think if they had a captain per se, it's CJ Frederick. Probably, and you know I, and I do agree bringing Severe off the bench now, a yeah. jolt of energy. And he was right. They were they were kind of dragging up and down the floor until he got in there, I think, for better or worse. Yeah, I think they finally found his role, which is to be that energy guy off the bench. Twenty minutes, I think that's a good number yeah. or whatever it was last night. Uh, let him, you know, bring some speed and bring some juice off the bench. But it, I think it's Case and Wallace's show. And I know I think last night, and Cal even said it after the game. Severe came in, he brought the energy. Case and got to see it, and then he replicated it. Yeah, that was the big thing, and. We have to touch on Xavier post game. I mean, just one Whole of the more person. mature answers you know I've I've seen. Hold I that mean, thought. We'll talk about it yeah. after the break because it deserves more than just the last Absolutely. fifteen seconds of this segment. Then we'll get to football after that. We're talking about Kentucky basketball, and as I said, we'll talk football on the other side of the break because the three of us got a chance to talk to some of the new Wildcats earlier today. It's the statewide edition of the Big Blue Insider. Family RV has been Kentucky's number one RV dealer. We stock over 300 new and used RVs. Come see America's top brands like Tiffin, Jayco, Keystone, Forest River, Grand Design, and Winnebago. Don't miss out on our model year closeout sale going on now. Come in now and save thousands. Located at the corner of North Broadway and New Circle Road in Lexington, call us at 859-299-8386 or visit online at northsidervs.com. Go Cats! I had no idea buying a big screen meant everybody comes to my house for game night. And what do they bring? Chips. If it weren't for Boone's Butcher Shop, I'd be broke trying to feed them all. All right, let's see. Should I go for the pick five or get a meat bundle? Maybe one of Boone's freezer baskets. So many options. I'm going for the cookout special bundle. 
Now over to the deli for some cheese, grab some marinade. Gotta love Boone's Butcher Shop. They've got it all. Boone's Butcher Shop, top quality meats for less. 100 Old Bloomfield Pike, Bardstown. Online at boonesbutchershop.com. A lot has changed in our 35 years at the boot store, but what hasn't changed is our commitment to having a huge selection of quality name brand boots, western wear, and accessories. And as always, we strive to give you the best fit possible at a fair competitive price. Whether you need boots for a day on the job or a night on the town, do your feet a favor and come and see us at the boot store. We're just a few minutes south of Fayette Mall on Nicholasville Road. Get your boots at the boot store. Got bugs in your house? Call IPM. We specialize in keeping your home safe. IPM Pest and Termite has a 5.0 on Google reviews, an Angie's List Super Service Award for the past seven years, and a member of the BBB. This is Matt Schaefer with IPM Pest and Termite. Mention this ad and receive a discount on your pest maintenance service. You can always find out more by going to myipm.com. Call us at 271-8852. We all know the importance of nutrition and diet for a healthy lifestyle. We also know that dairy foods deliver great nutrition and value. That's reason enough why Kentucky families choose Prairie-owned Prairie Farms dairy products, like our two complete lines of delightful, creamy Prairie Farms yogurt flavors, fat-free or low-fat, both fit neatly under 100 calories per serving. Farm-fresh quality from our family to yours. Farmer-owned Prairie Farms. Shamrock Bar and Grill on Pageant Drive has always been your home for good food, great times, cold beer, and the biggest games on TV. But did you know you can bring that world-famous Shamrock atmosphere to your home? Shamrock's is now delivering food, growlers, and six-packs to your door. Find our full menu at shamrocksky.com or call our Pageant Drive location at 269-7621. Call them up tonight for delivery. You can also have Shamrock's food delivered by Uber. Welcome back. It's the statewide edition of the Big Blue Insider. Dick Gabriel, Hunter Shelton, Aaron Gershon. We're going to talk Kentucky football in a minute. And we'll jump in some NFL stuff like we usually do. Generally, it's on Mondays, though, and Monday night football's gone for now. But um, we do want to finish up with basketball because we we, uh, went so deeply into everybody else. And you all mentioned Severe Wheeler, and you had a chance to listen to him and talk to him after the game last night. But uh, who was it? Somebody posted the answer he gave. Yeah, yeah. I've got the full quote here, and this was basically asking him. How did it come up? It it was just asking him about how he has coped with accepting his newfound role, which, you know, is not being the starting point guard for Kentucky anymore. I mean, you're talking about a Bob Cousy Award finalist. He's led the SEC in assists the past two seasons. And, you know, he gets injured against Tennessee. Uh, he comes back and plays a combined 17 minutes against Georgia and A&M. One minute and, in the second half. Yeah, against Georgia. So he you're, also leads the league in assist to turnover. Again, right. for the so, third straight year. Yeah. You know, and you're wondering, like, how does a guy like this not fit into a rotation? And as anyone who has been listening or reading or anything about Kentucky basketball this year, you have seen an opinion on Sevier Wheeler, <laughs> good or bad. You've seen them both. Um, so essentially just after the Vandy win, he played 22 minutes, uh, four points, five assists, I believe. Um, and he was just asked how he has sort of learned to accept his role. And uh, he said, basically, those guys who have been playing the past couple of games are the guys who have been winning games. That's the group that went and popped Tennessee. At the end of the day, or at Kentucky, I'm playing with some really good players. Sometimes that's okay. you got to learn to live with that and learn to grow from it and be mature about it. 
uh, because those guys deserve to play as much as anybody else. Those guys are fighting in practice, working their tails off, paying attention to details. They deserve that. Today, it was just my turn to kind of give us some energy. I did that, but you got to give all the credit to these guys because they were the ones who were there when I wasn't. What was your reaction, you guys, when you heard uh, that? My jaw almost dropped because it sounds like a whole new person. Uh, he's just not been – there are times where when he's down, he's just not the guy you want to be around, to put it nicely. He's just not uh, – doesn't really want to talk, doesn't give – he kind of throws stuff right back at you, and it just seemed like a maturing moment where he kind of put his pride aside and his ego down and said, you know what? It makes sense for the team. We're winning. Let's roll. And it, you could tell that. And after that, I don't. I don't know if you have the quote from CJ. So, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and that was what Aaron mentioned. Yeah, CJ, after severe talk, someone was about to ask another question, and CJ said, "Hold on, I want to make." A comment. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. CJ jutted in and said, "You know, Xavier was great tonight. He comes in every single day with a leadership mentality, and he's been ready to go. And he was ready tonight. He's going to continue to do that. You know, he's our guy. We have tremendous faith in Severe." That's just the kind of guy he is. Every day he brings it. Great in practice. Today he was the reason that we got up so big. He was that ignite that we needed today. So, I mean, you know, obviously this team has the back of him. Yeah. Uh, Cal mentioned post game that, you know, he was ready to cry. He went up and kissed him after. <laughs> just, you know, I, I think it was that breakthrough moment. And obviously we don't know how Savir has actually handled all of this because I, I can't imagine it's easy well, being on a stage like this yeah. and, you know, you are you are the scapegoat when things aren't going bad. Absolutely. And things, and things have gone so bad for Kentucky at points this year. And even sometimes more so than Cal, he's been the guy that everyone has just flung the blame at. Yeah, definitely the highest player. And, to take it. and there's been so much talk about the mental health aspect of being an athlete here at Kentucky this season. Uh, and, you know, Xavier hasn't spoken on that as much as guys like Jacob have, but, you know, Obviously, this is something that has had to have been weighing on him. So, you know, for him to be able to accept this role, and who knows if this will remain his role. You know, something could happen, an injury could happen. Sure. You know, he, he could get jutted back into the starting lineup and have to play 30-plus minutes again. You know, we'll see what happens. But this was, you know, we, the word a turning point, you know, a couple of times. But this feels like the point where, you know, okay, he has accepted that he doesn't have to be the starter. He can come in and just be the spark plug, so to speak. It's kind of how lesser because he wasn't as polarizing, but it's kind of how Davion Mintz like really embraced being the sixth man by the time his yes. time was up here. Because yeah. during the COVID year, I know they weren't very good, but he was starting. He played the majority. I yeah. think he led the team in minutes that yeah. year. And he became the sixth man. And he talked about how much he loved it. He started to study Lou Williams and all that. And it, it reminds me a little bit of that, but just the fact that he not as polarizing where, like you said, Hunter, he's kind of been the scapegoat of some criticism. There have definitely been games where not attacking personally has been, but, you know, criticizing his game has been warranted. So um, it was really impressive to see how uh, he seems to have accepted his role. And I think, you know, the fact CJ said all that is probably because they have a lot of respect for him putting his pride aside and saying, all right, I'm all in on, on my new role and, you know, let's go in. So well, the key obviously is winning. Yeah, winning and, and that's all. a great point about Davion because when Davion embraced that role and was playing it so well, that was when they were at their best. And and you know you brought up Kansas in the first half hour, that was a year ago this Sunday. Do you realize that? Yes, a year crazy. ago this yeah. Sunday when we were all talking Final Four, this was one of the, a yeah. team that you know we, we were going to be shocked if they didn't get there. Yeah. Hey, we got shocked, didn't we? You know, <laughs> sure. but a lot happened, sure. starting with injuries. Yes, you know, so if this team stays healthy. And keeps winning, and everybody mentally is where they need to be. And and one last point about Severe, and we'll get to football, but uh, I've only been to one practice. 
I haven't mm-hmm. asked to go, and I, I think they let me. But <laughs> I had no reason to go. But I did the, the TV on the blue-white game. So they allowed Cameron Mills and me to come. And I watched the entire practice. And the thing that jumped out at Cameron more than anything was when Calipari pulled the team together toward the end, one of the young guys left the huddle, I guess to go get a towel or a drink of water or something, and Severe went after him and brought him back. So no, 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 no. We don't do that here. Stay here, you know, until you're dismissed, you know, that kind of stuff. And boy, Cameron sat up straight and afterwards uh, could not quit talking about that. Yeah. You know, part of me thinks, too, that he wondered what might have happened if somebody had done that with Rick Patino there, you know, because <laughs> Patino would have destroyed the kid. <laughs> but, uh, but anyhow, you know, like Hunter, you're talking about leadership. And yeah, that's guys gravitate yeah. to him, don't they? He's the guy who leads. I've noticed too. He's the guy that leads him out of the out of the locker room every sure game does. too. And I usually that that is a role assigned. That's not a role yeah. that every sport like baseball is always Derek Jeter. It's like the Yankees out of the dugout. The quarterback is often if he's not a captain who comes out early, one yeah. of the guys that leads the team out of the tunnel. So I think it says a lot. All right, let's shift over to football because as we said. Uh, we got a chance to talk to some of the, the, the mid-year arrivals, and Devin Leary is one of them. He wasn't the only impressive talker today, though, Hunter, was he? No. I mean, he filled – these guys filled recorders, notebooks, cameras. There's all kinds of good oh, yeah. stuff out yeah. there. Stories wrote themselves today, for sure. Uh, Ray Davis being numero uno on that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Fantastic Ray, listen. don't call me Ray Ray. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he it's was he was really fun to listen to. I mean, he he's bringing a lot of perspective. Uh, one of the first things that was asked to him was about going from Philadelphia to San Francisco, down to Vandy <laughs> and Nashville, coming back up to Lexington. He mentioned uh, Nashville was a culture shock to him, although he did go see Luke Combs in concert, which was new. <laughs> but he covered almost every time zone in America. Yeah, yeah no, he yeah. has. And he said he was planning on going to a, a somewhere at Keeneland at some point during his, go to horse his, his time in yeah. Lexington. So, But all he knows about horse racing is the Will Levis commercials. Yes. <laughs> but um, I, another thing that really stood out to me with Ray was, you know, obviously Kentucky football, long lineage, or becoming a long lineage of, you know, powerhouse running yeah. backs. You go from Benny, you go to Chris. And now you've got Ray who, you know, you've got him for one year. And obviously he is that style of runner, but he said, you know, hold on. I'm not going to be Benny Snell. I'm not going to be Chris Rodriguez. I'm going to be Ray Davis. I'm going to run my style of football. I'm going to be the running back that I know I am. He said Lexington is going to remember his name. Yep. You know, braggadocious, sure. But, I mean, he's a very, very confident guy. if you guy. back it up. Not right, and that's the up. thing. And, you know, obviously that leads into offensive line talk. Uh, so we'll see if he's going to be able to back it up because of him actually being a good runner or if the offensive line will allow him to do so as well. But um, re- really impressed by Ray. One thing we know about him, he can break tackles because we saw him do it against Kentucky. Oh, he, right? and, and he said, too, he was letting uh, teammates know if anyone tried to give him any crap for coming yeah. from Vandy, well, who won the game this year? I believe 129 yards oh, yeah. is, is what he had. He knew so. his stats. Yeah. Oh, he knew. And, you know, they always pretend like they don't. They, he knew how many carries he oh, had yeah, at Vandy. Yeah, yeah. He knew I the mean, exact number on oh, the season. They always oh, know. I mean, he's got a Vandy degree, as you brought up to him. So Yeah. Yeah, and you can tell he's a smart In kid. communications. Yeah, uh, he's a pretty he good communicator. He could sit down right now with us and do this job. Absolutely. Oh, he was you awesome. Know, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and he's not the only guy in the room either. They've got good yeah. running backs. Yeah, he's going to definitely yeah. have to compete with uh, McLean, who's been here for a yeah. while. And I think he's probably better served as a third down back. But uh, we'll see what Lavelle Wright comes into this year. But Ramon. Ramon's coming Ramon back. Ramon coming right? back could be huge. I want to see that guy play. I do too. I really wanted to last year, and we didn't. You know, but he had just a one carry. Two. 
Yeah, carries carry for 10 yards. I know he's and, in for one series. And yeah. it really felt like he was going to be the guy to be going to start until Chris got back. I did too. Yeah, but I'm then, also really intrigued by Lavelle Wright. Not, nothing against McLean, but there are times Lavelle Wright, like, wow, yeah. where'd this come that from? That was more, yeah. Then the, the other one is Jamarian Wilcox, the new signee, is a guy yeah. that they already called the lightning bolt and said they're, he's going to be an instant impact maker. So it's, it's going to be a competitive room, but, I mean, it definitely – with the Rays – SEC experience. It's hard to imagine that he won't be the guy who kind of takes the load in that, the biggest load in that room, but uh, it'll be competitive. But I just, a guy like that's only going to make your team better at the end of the day, as long as he does what he did last year. I want to see which one of these guys can catch the ball consistently well, well. And that's what's interesting about Ray is his numbers. Uh, I think last year had 29 catches. Yeah. And he had yeah. three touchdowns to the air. He had, uh, I think he had 17 one year. So, because uh, remember last year, when Will Levis was asked, yeah. what are you going to work on this year? First check thing downs. out of his mouth, checkdowns. What was the first play of the blue-white game? A checkdown. To, to C-Rod. Yes. How much of that did we see this year? Uh, only against Ole Miss. Yeah, and at a and crucial time. Oh, right. for man. 40 yards. So and by the way, no yards. spring game. Yeah, I hate that. I, 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 Thanks, turf. I'd love to. Add, yeah, I'd love to figure out how that when they're putting that in and all that to know, but – uh, it stinks. But I wonder why they can't have it at like you know the day after. <laughs> well, yeah, or just move it somewhere. Maybe you know, it's still beat up. Like how UK had their for basketball, they had it in Pikeville. You know, obviously nothing's going to be like Kroger Field, but yeah, like the Catholics get a nice art. Well, <laughs> hey. all high schools have a art, a nice artificial turf. I don't know. Why not? No, I'm, yeah. what, the high schools around here. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer, but uh, looks like fans are going to get an open practice, uh, which is good for them. And then looks like us media folks are going to get two, so that'll be good to get a look at them. It's a it's a huge spring ball because I think last year one of the more underrated storylines was Rich. You know, obviously it didn't work out, but he didn't remember he came in late because the whole yeah. Liam Cohen thing. They were the Super Bowl champions, That's so right. it took a while for that to happen. Yeah. So they started spring ball a whole week late because they had to make that coordinator change. And remember, you know, they were so behind on practices. They had three more practices after the actual spring game. Yeah. So they were all out of sorts last spring, and I think that hurt the offense. I remember uh, the one practice we got to watch, the offense got just yeah. destroyed. It was bad. It was horrible. It was bad. And you could yeah. tell they were behind the eight ball from day one. You saw it again uh, at the open practice on fan day. The offense was awful and the defense was really good, and that was kind of the story of the year. And part of that, too, was, well, the, this time of year the defense is always better. No. They were struggling. They were just struggling. And yeah. I think, one, you have continuity because Liam knows a lot of the guys and he recruited a, a handful of them. And, two, it, it's just so important to get off to a good start because you have a new quarterback. You have a, probably a new starting running back. Uh, you have a couple new offensive linemen, so they have to build chemistry early. And uh, I thought it was really cool to see, you know, we saw just about every player in the building, not that we talked to everyone, but you could see everyone was in there working out. And, uh, you know, some of the guys were coming and having fun. Uh, Barry on Dane were out there. Uh, who was out there, too? Someone was asking questions uh, to Ray yeah, Davis. I'm not Samiqua. sure who that was. Yeah, I can't pronounce yeah. his name. 33. He's yeah. A Delaware yeah. kid. He's a linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I thought, too um, – Devin Leary, interesting, which, you know, you expect that from a QB. But he said when he was being wooed by Kentucky, (laughs) it wasn't the fact that Liam Cohen was coming back necessarily. Not right. It was was Scott Woodward was was getting it done, although he and Cohen are are buds. Yeah, I think uh, he had mentioned uh, Woodward previously recruiting him when Woodward was at UMass. So, you know, it seemed like from day one, I mean, and as Leary told you, Aaron, when you asked him about it, (laughs) 
he had his pick of the litter of where he wanted to go <laughs> in the portal. Yeah. I mean, he said literally every team was <laughs> in America, you know, g- giving he him said a call. Every team in every conference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so oh, cool. you know, who who knows? He was a little embarrassed by. That. Yeah. Know, who who knows who it really came down to? But obviously, whether it be Woody or you know the allure of playing in the SEC, or yeah, coming to play for Cohen, seeing what Levis did in his two years here. I mean, obviously, this was appealing. This isn't just him coming for the one year and then trying to get to the NFL, although that definitely plays a part in it. Um, I mean, UK seemed like a good fit for him. He said it checked all of the boxes. So, obviously, he feels comfortable here. Yeah, and and it makes sense. The more and more you think about it, the guys he's going to have around him at the playmaker standpoint, what Liam Cohen did with Will and what he did just for the offense as a whole. And, you know, it's SEC ball. Everyone wants to be in the SEC, especially nowadays when – uh, the conference is about to get even better, and some other conferences are getting worse. First guy up today was a defensive back. Yes, and uh, he was impressive. Very, very. He was funny. Is uh, you know talking about how he grew up in Columbus, Georgia, yeah. and he got picked on for picking Cincinnati. Uh, you know, being from there, and he talked about uh, how Kelvin Joseph was a guy he watched a lot of, and kind of helped him uh, inspire him to come to Kentucky, and how the relationship with you know he was recruited by Kentucky to high school, and now that relationship with Vince Marrow uh, and company were always there. So that was really cool to hear. Uh, hopefully we'll get a hold of the other DB. I know he had a conflict today. Uh, Jansen done at some point, but yeah, he was, uh, I was very impressed with Hardaway. That's uh, th- those are two huge gets because you're losing your two cover corners. Uh, and an interesting week. story too, that he was from Columbus, Georgia, yeah, but chose Cincinnati, right? Which was one yeah. of the, up, and still yeah. is one of the up and coming, you know, now schools. Now they're that, Big 12, so that'll yeah, help. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, uh, but you know, they were really blossoming as a football program. But now here he is at Kentucky. He's in the SEC, mm-hmm. growing up in SEC country. Right. And another thing, too, I, which I found interesting was with both of the offensive linemen, Tanner Bowles uh, coming over from Alabama, and he's a Kentucky native yeah. uh, from Glasgow. Yeah. yeah. And then Four Mark, years at Bama. Yeah, that's insane. Played that's, against some pretty good – it's a lot of time in T-Town. popped in the mouth by Dylan Mopes. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> – First play uh, like, oh, in okay. spring ball. That guy was pretty good. <laughs> but uh, w- with both of those guys, Cox coming from Northern Illinois, a guy who's bringing over a lot of experience as well, you know, they talked about having guys like Kenneth Horsey and Eli Cox coming back, just mm-hmm. how important that was for them to just kind of get immersed in the culture of, I guess, so to speak, repairing the big blue wall yeah. because it suffered quite a few knocks over the course of the 2022 year. So Cox – uh, Marquez Cox seems like a plug and play and a left tackle being able to move Horsey back to guard. You know, we'll see what happens with Bulls. Obviously, he didn't get a lot of run uh, at right. Bama. So, right. um, but again, the pieces to the puzzle are there. And in most situations, at least with Leary and with Ray Davis, and you've got the wide receiver pieces on offense, you know, I have zero doubts in Brad White being able to conjure up a solid yeah. defense while he's at Kentucky. So, that offensive line is the big question mark sure. as to how everything is going to you know unfold, but the pieces are there for the puzzle to be put together. It's just how are they going to come across you know through. And I ball. felt like they were getting better by the end of last they were. year. It seemed like it. They gave up seven points in the bowl game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know that, Iowa yeah. wasn't a great offense, but you know they had a great game against Louisville. They had a gr- the, one of the best games against Georgia anyone had. I mean, they were yeah. they finished the they finished thirteenth in total defense, twelfth in scoring. Yeah. That doesn't happen on accident. Yeah. Well, I meant specifically the O line. I oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, better. they were. Yeah. yeah I mean, you were correct about everything you yeah. said. <laughs> especially, yeah. I thought the one guy that stood out to me was Eli Cox. Really yeah. got comfortable at yeah. center. And one of the funniest lines of the whole day was uh, Marcus Cox said that that was his new cousin, uh, Eli Cox. So that was a funny. <laughs> Coxes. They said they call exactly each other right. cousins. So. Hey, well, that's good. Good call. All right, we'll talk more Kentucky football when we come back. We'll take a look 
at the NFL. Some of the mock drafts have gotten really interesting. We're back in just a minute on the statewide BBI. First Watch, the daytime cafe, is serving up good mornings to wildcat country. Here at First Watch, we begin each morning at the crack of dawn, slicing fresh fruits and vegetables, baking muffins, and whipping up our French toast batter from scratch. We use only the finest ingredients for the freshest taste around. Whether you want breakfast for lunch or lunch for breakfast, at First Watch, everything is made to order and freshness is never compromised. First Watch is proud to be the official breakfast of UK athletics. Go Cats! Just like your fingerprint, your heartbeat is unique to you. And that's how your heart care should be too. So at Baptist Health, we focus on your specific cardiac needs, from preventive care to some of the most advanced procedures. For your one-of-a-kind heart, choose the one hospital system more people trust for their heart care. Baptist Health, it's care centered on you. Visit baptisthealth.com slash heartcare. A lot of banks claim to be the best, but we let our awards speak for us. Fork Bank has been named a Best Places to Work award winner for eight consecutive years. We attract and hire some of the best bankers in the region to provide you with a one-of-a-kind experience. And we were recently named a Best in State Bank by Forbes and the number one ranked bank in Kentucky based on an independent survey. So if you want to bank with the best, bank with Fork Bank for a happier banking experience. Fork Bank, member FDIC. Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Purple, and Ashley mattresses. Not sale priced, clearance priced. P-Rats is cleaning out, clearing out, and closing out to make way for new merchandise. Now get up to 30% and extra savings on floor sample and closeout mattresses from the top brands. Get a free power base upgrade on all Sealy mattress sets, $5.99 and up. Queen mattresses start at only $1.99. Plus up to six years special financing. Nobody beats P-Rats. Winter brings all kinds of weather, but a new Toyota is ready for anything, like an exciting new Camry, America's best-selling car. You can even get one with all-wheel drive. Now through January 31st, during Toyota's all-weather drive season, get 3.99 APR financing on a new 22 or 23 Camry. With approved credit through TFS, excludes TRD and hybrids, and every new Toyota comes with two years no-cost maintenance. Get complete details at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hi, I'm Capri, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Grill Spicy Deluxe is the chicken. They actually put it on the grill, cooked it in the sauce. It's definitely a good grilled spicy sandwich. Hey, I'm Michelle, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Grilled Spicy Deluxe is it's spicy and it's full of flavor. When you pair that with the kale crunch salad, it's just good. Order a grilled spicy deluxe sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Available for a limited time. Real guests paid for their testimonials. Final segment of our statewide edition, and we talked a lot of Kentucky football and basketball. We'll talk Kentucky football here, but we need to talk about the NFL draft because it, it, generally on the Monday nights we talk NFL. Billy's Buccaneers are gone, and Aaron's Giants had some fun in the playoffs. My Packers, uh-uh, no, you know. Uh, Hunter's a Texans fan, and I was just telling Hunter that one of the gazillion mock drafts has the Texans trading with the Bears and like, this year's first round, obviously. Yeah. Next year's first round, and maybe this year's fourth round as well, for the right to pick number one. And whoever this guy was has the Texans taking Will Levis, which, you know, do you draft a quarterback with a top pick and then say, but we're starting David Mills? 
No, you're going to throw Levis out there. He's going to get destroyed. Yep. I but mean, you'll sell tickets. He's a good the, left tackle, at least. This is one of those things where, for, first of all, I never thought I would talk about my Texans fandom so much being on here. I try and keep that in hiding because of how bad they've been lately, no, guys. No, we're going to expose you. So, <laughs> I, I don't I, know any other Texans fan. Do you? You're the only one, Hunter. That's okay. And, and no, that's, that's good. Okay. I'm not. That's good. Yeah, I'm not well, hey, at all. and I like the fact that there's like no it. logical, obvious reason for you to be a Texans fan. No, no that's what not. sports are all about. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I have seen every single Texans playoff game. There haven't been many, <laughs> but there's been a few wins over the Bengals. TJ yeah. Yates beat the Bengals in the playoffs. TJ yeah. Yates. Who do you want to be the head coach? Is the question. I know they've just interviewed my offense coordinator, Mike Kafka. And I don't want him to steal him. Look, say what you will about Sean Payton. The man knows how to win. I know, oh, but they, he, they, there was that report today from Ian Rappaport. No one asked him for a second interview. Yeah, Not it doesn't anyone. seem like it. I like D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah, seems I like, like that an interesting one. option. I just want someone who's going to be there for longer than one season. <laughs> that would be nice. Um, but on Levis, I don't feel like they need to give up whatever that draft suggested for them to go to one to get him. No. If if some if someone trades with the Bears for the one pick and they give the Bears whatever to draft Will and you have to settle for Stroud or Bryce Young, so be it. That that's my view on it. I think obviously Will has the intangibles. Say whatever you will. He's got the arm. He's got the face for being an NFL franchise. QB. He's got the best NFL body. Yeah. He if you were if you were choosing out of the three guys, Levis, Stroud, and Young, and you said which one of these guys looks like they're gonna yeah. be oh, yeah. the NFL QB, it's, it's called no question. central casting. It says semi quarterback. Yeah, no yeah. question. But you know. I was very impressed by Bryce Young dealing with what turned out to be a very down Alabama team. I agree. You know, you say yeah. down Alabama team, they were still really good. Well, but, speaking, you know, they didn't have a great offensive line. Yeah, though. that was the thing is that Young had to do a lot of that Johnny Manziel esque scrambling. Too. And he, yeah. yeah, that's right. So, you know, and I'm a little iffy on Stroud. Admittedly, didn't watch Ohio State as much as I did, you know, Bama and covering UK. So could be a system guy, could be a program guy. He true. did do a great job against Georgia's defense, though. He did. That's hard true. To do. Very so, hard. Played to his do. butt off. It's it's not an amazing draft. It's it's one of those things where you might look back in you know, last year. fifteen years <laughs> and say like, I'm glad, you know, like what what a pick of the litter you had there between those three guys. They they could all be successful. They could all be duds. One thing we learned about the Bengals that number one pick can make all everything. the difference in That's the world. That's true. Thanks for joining us, fellas. We'll see you next week. Thanks to Evan for sitting in for Billy tonight. Thanks to you for listening to us on the statewide edition of the Big Blue Insider. That's it. Good night from Lexington. Listening to Big Blue Insider, presented by the Cat's Paws. Big Blue Insider was brought to you by Kentucky Utilities, UK Healthcare, Prairie Farms, Barney Millers, Mingy Beef Jerky, Boone's Butcher Shop, Northside RV, and by John's Run Walk Shop. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.